Welcome to Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics and the law and a lot of things in between. I'm your host, Loyola Law School professor Jessica Levinson, and I am joined by the show's co-host, Joe Armstrong. This year is almost over, and our podcast is now six months old. So we've decided to do a little holiday special for our listeners. We're going to take a look back, take a look forward, and talk about our holiday celebrations a little bit. So this episode is going to be a little bit different from what we're used to. Joe and I are not going to be unpacking a big legal or political news story, and I won't be interviewing a a newsmaker. Well, Joe, you might be. I might be a little bit, Jessica. No false modesty out of you. We see you on the TV all the time around these parts. So six months, Jessica. My goodness, where has all the time gone? I have to say, like everything else this year, the last six months have seemed like an eternity and the blink of an eye all at the same time. And in that spirit, in this episode, we're going to take stock a bit. We're going to check in with the ghosts of passing judgment past, present, and future. We're going to reflect on our personal experiences instead of discussing the usual relentless torrent of news. It's like Niagara Falls right to the face. At least that's how it feels to me. So, Jessica, what are the big stories that we covered that stuck out for you in 2020? You know, who would have thought that a presidential impeachment could be brushed away and nearly forgotten? I actually cannot believe that the impeachment was this year. It truly seems like ancient history. And look, obviously, a lot of what we've talked about has been driven by the Trump administration. And I know we're both really looking forward to bringing this podcast into the next year and the next administration. And so looking back for me, I think the biggest story obviously is the election and more generally, but related to that, the erosion of the rule of law. And, you know, there's so many important topics that I know you and I both wanted to cover and we just couldn't because the Trump administration was sucking up all the oxygen in the room, or as you said, it's like Niagara Falls in your face. Uh, a visual that I won't soon get out of my mind. And so I'm really looking forward next year to talking about things that aren't always related to, you know, can we impose martial law? Can the president pardon himself? But the things that really affect our daily life when it comes to politics and the law. And I know we already have some exciting guests lined up and some topics that we want to cover. And You know, we want to talk about ways to fortify our country in case there is the new and improved version of Donald Trump that comes along. And we want to tackle this big issue of disinformation. So I'm really excited about what's ahead. Yes, Jessica, over the falls in a barrel in 2021, according to data (laughs) compiled by NewsGuard, Americans shared twice as much fake news in 2020 as they did in 2019. To say that that's a trend line is disturbing. That is a gross understatement. But let's talk a little bit about the guests we had on our show this year, Passing Judgment podcast. We've had some amazing people join us between our launch day six months ago and today. So of those guests, who most surprised you? You know, I think it has to be former Senator Barbara Boxer, and she really came to play. I had a whole interview that was planned for her. I think we ended up using about 7% of what I had planned, and it was probably just me introducing her and then asking the three questions that I ask of all of our guests at the end. I mean, that interview probably went off the rails within about two and a half minutes. And I mean that in a good way. So we just went with where the conversation took us. I had planned to talk to her a lot about what it was like to be in the Senate and ways to reform the Senate. And ultimately, we ended up having, I thought, a great conversation about 
women in politics and kind of the beginning of disinformation. I really enjoyed our time together. It was nothing like what I had planned. Um, but that for me was kind of the biggest surprise is that she she really came, she brought it. And for me, it was a fun conversation. I hope for the listeners as well. Yeah, as funny as it sounds, Jessica, I'm mostly happy that we got so many yeses to our interview requests. You never know what you're going to get when you reach out to people. You know, we built Passing Judgment from the ground up just this calendar year, halfway through the calendar year, actually. And it seems like everyone and their brother has a podcast these days. So I'm really, really proud of what we created. And if you build it, they will come. But if you're going to press me against the wall, Jessica, if I have to name names, I too will go with Barbara Boxer because she showed up and she jumped right into the deep end of the pool. She didn't give us the kinds of talking points answers that one would expect from someone with such a long career in politics. And I know politicians get a lot of flack, but they're humans just like us, and at least some of them are anyway. So as the show's producer, Jessica, you can verify this. I know that I'm always pushing us to do better and to take risks with our show. So which guest was the most outside of your comfort zone? I think it had to be Brian Karam. He's a reporter for Playboy, and that's probably why he was most outside my comfort zone. You had first pitched me. You said, I have a great reporter. He's a White House reporter. And I said, I'm listening, and I tr- I do really trust your judgment, Joe. And I thought, okay, this is great. And you said he works for Playboy. And, I, and you know, my reaction was, okay, uh, let's think about it for a second. And he was a wonderful guest. I mean, I think I knew what his perspective was going to be. And I had seen him on TV. We always vet our guests a little bit. But that was a really enjoyable conversation. And, you know, certainly I said the word playboy uh, much more often than I ever have in my regular life. But that one was fun. And Joe, to get back to what you said about politicians being humans, I mean, it really is remarkable. We have had almost no no's. I think we had one person say later, and we've had three members of Congress. We had Ted Lieu, Karen Bass, Eric Swalwell. We had the only California elected official who we've asked. We asked uh, State Senator Ben Allen. He said yes right away. It really has been an embarrassment of riches. And as I teased before, I'm excited about who we're going to be talking to in 2021. As am I, Jessica. Now, in my defense, in terms of Brian Karam and Playboy, I did not pitch you the uh, reporter who was on the bikini beat. Just to clarify. No, you didn't. Mr. Brian Karam is the White House reporter for Playboy, which the punchline goes for all of us who were at one point prepubescent boys. There are articles in Playboy. I know it's hard to believe. Joe, what's the episode, maybe one that we did, the two of us, that you look back and that's the one that really stands out for you over the last six months? You know, Jessica, both personally and professionally, I will always remember seeing the news that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died on September 18th. It was a Friday afternoon, as I recall, and like most people, I was winding down my work week and looking forward to my 217,000th hour of COVID distraction television viewing just me, my special lady friend, and the dog. And how many times can I rewatch The Wire in a given calendar year anyway? It really felt like a, a sword through the chest. You know, there's so many implications, both in terms of what she meant for our society, what she meant for the Supreme Court, and what she meant for the election itself. So the first thing I did, Jessica, I called you and said, hey, Jessica, we've got to make an episode as quickly as possible. And I think we had it up 90 minutes, a couple hours. We did it really, really quickly. So what for you, Jessica, which one was your thing? For me, I think it's the Ruth Bader Ginsburg episode two. And I think you can hear it in my voice. That was a very emotional episode. The news that she passed away broke on a Friday night. But that episode, 
I think you can hear as we discuss it that I'm kind of real-time processing. And that one was a hard one for me. I was proud of it. And that one did um, affect me personally and professionally. I think for a lot of particularly female lawyers, if you look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg and what she achieved, it really is remarkable. And, you know, she has this famous quote, what's the difference between, I think it's a a seamstress and a Supreme Court justice. And the answer she gave is two generations. And that's the story of uh, a lot of us in America. And that's a story that we should be proud of. And so that's the one that I probably look back to. Yeah, Jessica, you know, as they say, women's rights are human rights. So I remember being sad, just sad, 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 and completely overwhelmed by the implications of another vacant seat in the Supreme Court during this administration. We all knew what that would mean. And then there was this kind of letdown with this realization that I would have bet my life that the president and Mitch McConnell would seat another justice in record time. We all know how that played out. But now let's talk a little bit about how we got here to where we are at the end of this year, how this podcast came to be. It was another Friday afternoon in June, and I received a phone call from you, my friend Jessica. Now, we both have June birthdays, but I sense that it wasn't just a social call. So since this was your idea, do you want to take this from here? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the short version, as you know, is that I'm extremely famous. Well, no, I mean, the short version, it's it's hard to make a joke, by the way, alone on a podcast. The short version is that I do get to do a good deal of media, uh, radio and TV hits. And the radio segments are always about eight minutes and the TV segments about four minutes. And I felt like I was doing a good job at scratching the surface, at giving an overview, but I really wanted to have more in-depth conversations. And look, let's admit it, it's an act of ego to say, and I think I can add to those conversations. But I thought that there was a place for me to try and have more in-depth conversations about big legal issues, big political issues, and hopefully do it in a way where everybody feels welcome in that conversation. I hate any type of conversation, any type of writing where it's meant to explain that you're really smart and if you don't listen or you don't understand, it's just your fault. I think the key to having an intelligent conversation is having one where everybody feels welcome. And so that was really important to me. And there were a lot of interesting people and experts that I really wanted to talk to, not just on the phone, but and hopefully share those conversations with listeners. You know, we talk to people when people have said, you know, what's the podcast about? Maybe it's trite, but I've always said, I want people to feel like they're at a lunch party or that they're at a dinner party and they just got the best seat because they're, we're part of a conversation with, you know, nice, interesting people. The conversation included topics that they were really curious about and it happened in a way that was welcoming and accessible and made everybody feel part of it. And that really, I think I speak for both of us when I say that's our goal. And that's what I had planned. For me, the best surprise is that I called you. That wasn't a surprise because you've worked at every major radio station in LA. And I know you're a great producer. Now, Jessica, I stop it. I have to jump in. Not every single major station, but I certainly appreciate the vote of confidence. Go on. Yes. So, and I knew that you were a fantastic producer and we had worked together. Um, The surprise for me is that you became the show's co-host. And that really, in a lot of ways, I think has become the backbone of the show is the episodes that you and I 
do together. So do you want to pick it up from there? I would love to, Jessica. Now, this was a big surprise for me, too, right? I do other podcasts. I do my own music podcast called Independence Day, T-apostrophe-S. I would love if people check that out sometime. Lots of great, great artists on there, and I like to share them with everybody. Now, Jessica, the way this came about was pretty organic. The Supreme Court season was ending. Normally, those uh, you know more about this than I do, but I do know enough to know that the Supreme Court season generally wraps up at the end of June. But due to COVID this year, it spilled over into July. And we had some breaking news. We were doing some episodes. And we had something we had to talk about very, very quickly. And you said to me, well, should we try to find a guest really, really quickly? And then a little light bulb went off in my periphery. And I thought, you know, Jessica, you are the person, if I was producing another show, you are the person that I would call to talk about these issues. So why don't we reverse engineer it? And if you're willing to let me interview you on the show, then you can jump right into your comfort zone role and we can get the best information out possible. And to my surprise, it worked out really, really well. And I wasn't surprised that we would talk well together. You've been a friend of mine for a long time. I was surprised that it works so well within the framework of this show. Don't you agree? Yes, although I hate when you say I was surprised because it sounds like I would say you interview me. But no, it has been a delightful surprise. And really, I think it's been, in a lot of ways, the backbone of the show. And I wanted to share, speaking of surprises, one of my – this was just a great moment that I shared with you immediately – I sent around some recent episodes to a big group of friends, and my friend wrote back, somebody sent me the episode and said, you should really listen to this podcast. Um, You know, it's this host, Jessica Levinson. She has a co-host, Joe Armstrong, and um, didn't know, basically, that this person and I were actually close friends. And so that, that was a nice moment and some nice recognition for what we do together. Thank you for that, Jessica. This turned out to be one of the better surprises of this year. In a year of very, very difficult things, this was something that was a definitive, positive thing. So, man, it was a hell of a year, Jessica. So I know we all learned a lot of things in 2020. What did you learn in 2020, or how did your perspective change this year? God, that's a great question. How did my perspective change? God, this is going to sound so cliche, but... It really is true that the things that matter in life are your health, your family, and your close friends. And everything else in life is gravy or icing, however you want to describe it. So that probably my perspective is that, you know, let's remember our foundation. Let's remember what really sustains us. And again, health obviously has been at the forefront of everybody's mind. And then who we get to spend our time with, our family and friends. So that's been my perspective over 2020. Yeah, I learned, man, I learned it's a matter of priorities. I guess you could cast it that way, which is, you know, I realize that I'm okay. I've got a a good place to live. I've got a great partner. I've got a great dog. I have plenty of food. I have enough food. (laughs) Some might say too much, especially around the holiday season. I've got unlimited Netflix. I've got CDs up the wazoo and vinyl records and guitars. I have any number. We live in America. I have any number of distractions. And I learned to value those things even more than I ever have because none of those things, to your point, none of those things really matter that much. It's those people. And and I'm, I'm missing my relatives this holiday season. I travel home. I come from back east, 2,000 miles east of here. I have relatives in the southeast and I have relatives in the Chicago area. And this is the first year of my entire life that I did not travel to see my family. So 
you know, but I did get to talk to them. I did get to Zoom with some of them. And they're still there. And for the most part, everybody's healthy. So I'm just happy to still be here, happy to still be doing this, happy to be doing this with you. Well, so that answers the question of how were your holidays different this year? And I think for a lot of people, the answer is going to be uh, more calls, more Zooms, smaller celebrations, I hope, because um, in L.A., I believe now we are the epicenter of the surge upon a surge in America. So this is a, a bit of a scary time. We hope everybody had a safe celebration. And should we talk any more about the holidays? Yeah, well, what was different on your end? You know, we talked a little, I mean, for, for us on the holiday itself, because I wasn't home for the holiday, the Christmas holiday, which is what we celebrate in our family, uh, I, I, I think I just tried to distract myself. You know, it's a big food holiday in a lot of traditions, a lot of people's family, and mine is no different. Um, Christmas Day, we made a turkey and we made a homemade stuffing recipe and we made corn, and we made biscuits and we did it all from scratch and it took up the better part of the day and I was very well distracted. Joe, should we end with one question for each of us? Not one of the questions that I ask our guests at the end of the episode, but maybe along those lines. A question I've been thinking about a lot more now that the vaccines are starting to roll out uh, is what is the first thing you're going to do, place you're going to visit after you've gotten both doses of the vaccine after it's safe. Now, Jessica, is it a dodge to say everywhere at the same time? Or yes. also just to say anywhere? Because I would honestly be happy to go anywhere and everywhere. Some of my usual haunts, I can't wait to go sit back in the pub and have conversations, not unlike the ones that you and I have here on Passing Judgment, because that's where my friends and I work out our issues. That's kind of like the therapist's office. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting back to the mountains, because there have been times during this pandemic over the summer where even hiking trips were closed, right? I understand why they're safe places to be in terms of being socially distanced from people, but we can't have people concentrating in those types of areas and putting stress on emergency search and rescue people. So I'm looking forward to being back in the mountains. But to tie it all together, Jessica, more than anything at all, I'm looking forward to seeing friends and family both near and far. As I said before, my people are 2,000 miles away and I generally see them once a year. So I am looking forward to driving, walking, crawling, flying, riding a bike to go see my father, go see my siblings, my nieces and nephews, my friends there, as well as my crew in Chicago. Those are just as much my family as anybody else is, and I miss them so very dearly. And Jessica, how about for you? Where's the first place you're going to go? Well, I mean, at some point it would be lovely to record one of these episodes in the same space, but thankfully I think that what we're doing now is working out pretty well. Um, you know, I think like so many people, there are a lot of family activities that I'd like to do. And I am really not a sappy person. This is going to sound so sappy, but there are a number of friends that I would really just like to give a big hug. And one of my oldest friends in the world we met when we were five is a physician and she works in an ICU and she's been treating COVID patients. And I just, I didn't realize how worried I was about her until she sent me a picture of her getting the first vaccine. And then the relief I felt thinking that she was going to be safer. So I'm, I'm really excited to see her off of Zoom. And, you know, I have a number of good friends in the Bay Area, and just excited to give them a huge and somewhat uncharacteristic bear hug and look them in the eye and just really be anywhere, indoors or outdoors uh, with them. And, you know, professionally, 
I'm really excited to be back in the classroom with my students. Somebody just posted uh, on Twitter a picture of Chris Farley, uh, formerly of SNL, coming out into an audience and just kind of literally exploding, trying to touch every member of the audience and like pinging up and back like a pinball. And somebody said, this will be my first time back in the classroom with my students. And I think I will be far more excited to see them than they will be to see me. So those are the things that that I think about. And um, Joe, wherever we are, I'm really excited to continue having these conversations with you. Absolutely, Jessica, and I, you as well. So stay tuned, everybody. This is one thing I want to add here before we wrap up everything. Jessica, I really can't stress this enough. I thank you so very much for reaching out to me to do this podcast with you because I am an earnest, sappy dude, and I will go there. And I will say things like, you could have called any producer in Los Angeles and probably beyond, but you called me, and that's made a huge, huge difference in my life this year. So thank you for improving my life. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for talking about these issues with me, and thank you for making these topics which seem busy and confusing for listeners, making them relatable and helping them understand why these really, really important issues about governance affect their daily lives. So to those listeners, please do stay tuned. We appreciate your loyalty. And Jessica and I are just getting started. Joe, right back at you. I mean, you have elevated me and the podcast in so many ways. I truly feel like you are a unicorn and I absolutely hit the jackpot and it has been really a gift. So on that horrendously sappy note, we want to say to the listeners, thank you for sharing this episode with us. And thank you for sharing these, being part of these conversations. We're very grateful to have you along for the ride and we will see you next time. See you next year, everybody. 